We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Monday, May 1st, and y'all know what that means. That means that Kennedy Erlacher, the 2024 safety from Chandler High School in Chandler, Arizona, has made his decision, and he has picked Notre Dame, something I think we all expected. This is a big pickup for Notre Dame. We're going to dive into this uh, decision. We're going to talk about just a little bit of the backstory, talk about how this impacts the Notre Dame class, get into some film of Kennedy Erlacher, and then, of course, we'll talk a little bit about what's next. But before we begin, my guy Ryan Roberts did an interview with Kennedy earlier that I want to let y'all hear uh, Kennedy talking about his decision to commit to Notre Dame. So let's get into that right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Now joining the Irish Breakdown Podcast, the newest member of the 2024 recruiting class for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We've got Kennedy Erlacher, star safety out of Chandler, Arizona. Just announced, had a top six of Notre Dame, Penn State, TCU, Miami, Kansas State, and Illinois, selecting the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And of course, Kennedy has been on the podcast before. Kenny, I appreciate you for taking a little bit of time, man. I know it's an exciting time for you, finally making this college decision. I know it's been a lot of visits, a lot of coaches' conversations. Take me through the moment, man. How excited are you to be a part of the Notre Dame team? Uh, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm really excited to get down there and hopefully make a difference. Well, and, and take me through this decision a little bit, Kennedy, because I know obviously there's been a lot of visits, a lot of coaches' conversations, a lot of time with your family, obviously, to – collect as much data and information as possible to make the proper decision. Why ultimately was Notre Dame the best team and best program for you and, and best place for you to find a home? Um, really, every school in my top six, you could play big-time football, and Notre Dame's obviously one of those. But not many can you get big-time football and a good education. So really, it was just a win-win situation for me. Can you give me some insight? And obviously, I know your your family was a big part of this decision as well. Everybody knows, you know, your your dad was a big-time football player for obviously the Chicago Bears. His recruitment, though, was a little bit different, though, man. I know he yeah. obviously went to New Mexico. He was a little bit of a late bloomer. How much help was your just your family in this process? And how much input did they have in this final decision, obviously? Uh, yeah, they're definitely a big help. Um they're rooting for Notre Dame the whole way. So it definitely helped me kind of make that decision. But yeah, it was definitely a big help. Well, and can you take me through a little bit of just, I guess, kind of the, the background of your relationship with the coaches? You know, I know that Chris O'Leary was someone that you obviously you had deep conversations with. I know you've spoken to Marcus Freeman, Chad Bowden. You, you've talked to a lot of the coaches staff, obviously, pretty consistently. Take me through just, I guess, a little bit into those relationships and, and how much they played into, obviously, making you comfortable to make this decision. I mean, the whole coaching staff over there was great. Coach Golden's great. Uh, Coach O'Leary's great. Coach Bowden's great. And then so is Coach Freeman. I mean, it was really after meeting every coach, it was an easy decision for me. I, I know that you obviously had just had a great visit to Notre Dame a few weeks ago, and it was your first uh, first opportunity to visit campus. I know you grew up obviously in Chicago for you know the the first half of your life, basically, or even more than that. But your first time in Notre Dame and be able to experience everything there, can you just take me through a little bit of how much that visit meant to you and, and how much of a help that I guess that was to get more information about Notre Dame football? Um, yeah, that visit was big, honestly, because going into it, I didn't know what to expect. And mm -hmm. once I hit campus, it just felt like home. So it was great. Love it. And so why was this the right moment for you, Kenny? I know originally you have said, and and I mean, obviously it came to fruition that you wanted to make this decision before the senior year. Obviously we're now sitting here May 1st. You felt like this was the right time. I guess ultimately, why was this the right time? And why did you not need any more time to make this decision? Um, I was going to go on my OVs and I was really thinking about it. I was like, I don't know what else I need to see, honestly, because I was so higher on Notre Dame, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just commit, and I did it. And let me ask you as far as what has Notre Dame's pitch been to you? You know, obviously you're recruited as a safety, but how do they see you not only as a football player, but fitting into the program, I guess just on all sides of the coin? 
Yeah, I mean, person-wise, I'd be a great fit. Um, there's a lot of people from the Midwest area, which I grew up out of, so which is good. And, um, yeah, recruit as a safety, just one of the safeties. So now officially a part of the Notre Dame program. I guess just take me through the emotions a little bit, Kennedy, because obviously I'm catching you before you make the the – the decision public for everyone, right? But just being able to share this moment this day with your family, with the coaches, with your community, how much does this day mean to you? A lot. I, I'm just excited to, you know, announce it and let everybody know I'm going to be the Notre Dame. And, and for everybody that's listening to this interview, obviously, you know that that you have already dropped the graphic and everything, just kind of putting the decision out there to, to be a part of the Notre Dame program. Let me ask you about tonight, man, because I know you're going to be at practice when I'm showing this video, yeah. but what, what, how are you going to celebrate tonight, man? You guys got dinner planned, going to see family. What, what's the plans like tonight, man? I have no clue, honestly. <laughs> it's our first day of spring ball, but after that, I don't really know. Awesome. Well, again, again, joined by Kennedy Urlacher, the newest member of Notre Dame Fighting Irish, Chandler High School 2024 safety, was nice enough to wake up extra early and get this interview with me today before his decision was made. Kennedy, I appreciate you so much, man. It's been awesome to obviously get to know you. I look forward to getting to know you now officially a part of the Notre Dame program, brother. And, and thank you so much for the time today. But more than anything, best of luck. Congratulations. I hope you enjoyed the day, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. So that was Kennedy Erlacher talking with Ryan Roberts earlier. Obviously, he's excited to be part of this class. And Notre Dame is excited to have him as part of this class as well. I'll adjust my chair here real quick. Let me get up here real quick, folks. So it's interesting is, is he was a relatively unknown recruit a few months ago, right? And and I remember when, uh, when, when we first heard about him getting uh, kind of offered by Notre Dame and was kind of, well, he was on Notre Dame's radar and, and I mean, Ryan and I were talking like, is, is that, is that Brian Erlach? Is that kid related to Brian Erlach? He's from Arizona. His dad played in New Mexico. Like, is this a kid that's related to him? You find out quickly that it's his son, a pretty unheralded recruit at the time, not an offer list that's going to blow anybody away with, uh, you know, any, any, um, you know, a lot of big time schools. Notre Dame got in on him early as he went into the process, more schools, Penn state offers, Miami offers, TCU offers, and all of a sudden, he becomes a much more important uh, target for a lot of different teams. But he was a guy that Notre Dame very early on just kind of looked at and said, "Hey, this is a guy. This is a guy that we want in this class." And so it, it was. I mean, as as other names kind of got on the board, as other players got offered, as other guys started to express more interest in Notre Dame at safety, this is a kid who, for the entire process, really was just someone that you know that Notre Dame clearly had had a high interest in and as even when there's there's four or five different guys on the board we're starting to see some some four-star kids from texas and some kids you know four-star kid from maryland all kind of showing interest notre dame never backed off their interest in kennedy Erlacher, which i think says a lot about how the notre dame staff views him and the kind of player that they think he can be you know and when you look at it you kind of understand it you, you know he's got good film you know we'll dive into that here in a little bit uh, he's a kid that has good athletic ability. There's nothing great about his athleticism, but he's just a good all-around athlete. He's a kid that's got a lot of physicality. He's a strong tackler. Notre Dame is certain, certainly looking to have a greater impact uh, at safety when you when it comes to tackling. 
And so there just was a lot about him. And and, and then I think when you look kind of like when with the Bryce Young situation this weekend, when, when he committed to Notre Dame, this is another kid that Notre Dame is looking at and saying, hey, we're going to bank on the DNA a little bit. Like we like the film. We like the upside. We like the projection. That alone is enough for us to 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 view this kid and like this kid and offer this kid. But then when you look at the DNA, you say, well, boy, there's a chance that this could happen. And the interesting thing is, is when you look at Brian Erlacher, when he was a recruit, he was a, like, I believe a defensive back, played safety to Mexico, was not a very big guy, sort of tall, probably a little bit taller than Kennedy, but he wasn't a really big guy. He blew up in college. He got huge in college and obviously got bigger in the NFL, went from safety to obviously an inside linebacker. And I think there's some thought that, that Kennedy, like, and we said the same thing about Bryce Young this weekend when we talk about you know his dad. His dad was a six foot three, two hundred forty five pound linebacker in high school out of Chicago. Commits to Notre Dame, eventually becomes a defensive tackle pretty quickly. Grows into a defensive tackle and plays his entire NFL career, which became a Hall of Famer at six three, three hundred pounds, an athletic six three, three hundred pounds. And I think that Notre Dame saw the frame that that Bryce brought to the table and said, hey, we're banking on the DNA. And when you see Kennedy and you see the frame that he possesses, I think Notre Dame also is saying, hey, we like this and we're banking on the DNA a little bit on top of good film. Don't make don't don't get it twisted what I'm saying. It's not like these kids can't play and they're just hoping they eventually become able to play. As you'll see in a little bit, this is there's good film to work with with each of these young men. And so I think that's kind of what Notre Dame is looking for here. And let's talk a little bit about how this impacts the Notre Dame 2024 class. Obviously, safety is a huge need for Notre Dame. That's well documented. You're talking about a situation where in 2022, Notre Dame completely struck out at safety. The only player they landed in the class that had an opportunity to play safety, really the guy that you'd want to play safety, was Jaden Bellamy, who was one of my lowest-ranked kids in the class, and he ends up transferring out after his freshman year, actually after his first semester, Notre Dame goes into the 2023 class. They had four different players committed to, to them at one point in time. Obviously, you had a Don Schuler and Ben Minich who signed with Notre Dame. You had Peyton Bowen, who was committed to Notre Dame for over, almost a year. He ends up decommitting at the last minute. Then you get Brandon Hillman to commit during the season. He is going to play safety, eventually play safety. Then after signing day, his enrollment is uh, is revoked. He's out of his NIL and he ends up going to Michigan, which was a really, really tough loss for Notre Dame. So you're talking about in a two-year stretch, Notre Dame signed two safeties. The minimum you need to sign in a two-year stretch is four, minimum. And so now you're talking about in a three-year stretch, you need six. Well, it's going to be hard for Notre Dame to get to six because you'd have to take a four-in-one class, and that might be might be a tad too high in one class, depending unless one of those players has sort of, you know, some, maybe some positional flexibility, but you need at least three getting Erlacher in this class, obviously from just a number standpoint is, is good to kick this class off. It also means, you know, maybe there's a couple other guys on the board that you're not necessarily in love with, but you have to get numbers that you can now drop because you have Kennedy Erlacher. And you've also added some new guys to the board, like Paul Menke, Oliver Miles, and some guys like that. Dewan Lane's now showing more interest. So, but you at least get this class kicked off with a, with a good football player and a guy that this Notre Dame staff has been on for a while. From talking to different sources, this is a kid that everybody's on board with. It's not a situation where we see at some positions, uh, offensive line, for example, where there was some disagreement on, on who, who 
they were going to take. And some people liked, you know, this player more and position coach liked this other guy more. And so then they had to say, okay, we're going to defer to the, 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 the offensive line coach. And that happens quite a bit. This is a situation where, I mean, everybody was on board, head coach on down, everybody's on board about being able to take Kennedy Erlacher. So it was really important to be able to get him, uh, get him in the class just to fill those needs. Here's another impact, uh, an aspect where I think it, it it's important to talk about the class impact. An issue at safety in recent years has been tackling. I mean, we've talked about this, and and tackling is is several fold. It's number one: do you have the athleticism to make plays in space? I think he does. We'll get into that. And then, of course, do you have the physicality and the willingness to be a big time tackler? And I think he adds a lot of that too. So, on top of just being a safety, he adds a specific skill set that I think Notre Dame certainly needed in this class. And so, from a class impact standpoint, getting a, a player like Kennedy Erlacher meets your numbers need. But I also think he adds a skill set that this team needs a lot of. And I think there's this, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about what he can't do or what they think he can't do. But if you look at his game film, his game film's a little different than his, his highlight film. There's a lot of game film where he obviously comes down the alley a lot and he'll play on the second level at times. But if you watch game film, there's times of him playing center field. You know, you'll see him flip his hips and, and different things. So I think he has the tools to be a guy that can play off the hash, whether it be cover two, cover three. He's not a true center fielder by any stretch. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is he's not just a put him down in the alley. People say, oh, he may grow into a rover. He may grow into a rover, but that's not what Notre Dame is recruiting him to do. They're recruiting him to play safety. If his body outgrows safety, then it outgrows safety. Or if he can't run well enough to, to play safety, then he can move down. But that's not what Notre Dame is recruiting him to do. But I think when you focus so much on what you don't think he can do, which, again, I would disagree with if you watch game film, I think you're missing the fact of what they're looking for him to add. They're not looking to add him to add a guy that covers 87 snaps in, in, in coverage. Notre Dame is a, it plays a lot of man coverage, but they don't play pure man all the time. And when you look at you know last year and, and their, their, the, the lack of production that their safeties had in the past game, clearly that's an issue. But there's when you watch this kid, this kid has brings more athleticism, in my opinion, to the table than what those guys brought to the table. And you're also talking about a guy that, I mean, look, their, their safeties just weren't targeted a ton last year because of the way that they cover. You look at Ramon Henderson was targeted. This is according to pro football focus. Ramon H Henderson was targeted more than any safety that they had last year. That's 22 times and a linebacker targeted more than that. D.J. Brown was targeted 22 times, Xavier Watts only 17 times, Brandon Joseph 17 times, Houston Griffith 10 times. So your top five safeties, you know, you're 22, 22, uh, 17, 17, and 10, you're not talking about 200 targets over the course of a season. I think Kennedy brings more athleticism than some of those guys they had on the table last year. But what the, what when the safety position really had problems last year was tackling. It was in the run game. And so I think he adds tremendous value to that part of the game and and certainly an upgrade over some of the other guys that they had, some of the other veterans they had last year. So I think that's something that's very, being very much missed in this conversation, how important it was for them to add a guy that's going to bring value in the tackle game because that's been a big issue for Notre Dame's safety position really for a few years now. I mean, go back to the, the bowl game against Oklahoma State two years ago and just how bad the safety tackling was in that game. And so, you know, there are times where Kennedy will have to, you know, he, he, you, you watch his film, game film, he's going to come at, at times a little out of control. He wants just to lay a guy out. But overall, when his technique is good, he's a very sound tackler athletically. And then, of course, the physicality is outstanding. 
And so I think it's really important to do that. I, I, I think he's more in the Adon Schuler mold of a player if you're looking at at what they're they're getting. So when you when we talk about what's next a little bit, you're going to need some guys that can play with a little bit more range over the top and maybe play some coverage. You're going to at least one guy that you in this class that you look at and say, well, that's a good cover guy. And you're going to need at least one safety in this class that you say, hey, that's a guy that can we, we think can play center field. And then you need a guy in this class that you say, this is a rangy alley filler that can play over tight ends, can play in the alleys, can deliver punishment and be a strong tackler. And that's what Kennedy Erlacher is being recruited to do. And that's what he adds to this class. So let's, start, let's do a little bit of a film session here with uh, Mr. Erlacher. Let's let's bring this up here real quick. And I, I want to let you guys get a, get a bit of a glimpse as to what uh, what Kennedy brings to the table here. So you're going to see him. Obviously, he's at Chandler High School. He's going to be spending his highlight. He spends a lot of time on a second level in high school, his high school highlights. But if you actually watch game film, you'll see him a lot on the third level as well. It just so happens that his his film just doesn't show a lot of that. Although you will see an interception here in a little bit that that he does play off the hash. You'll see that nice, easy feet, nice, easy, like just good balance, really fluid movement. But he's a he's a downhill guy, and then you see that absolute thump. And the uh, the the game film I saw there was actually not game film, but it's a there's a TV copy online, so it's not game film that shows this hit, and it it's even more impressive. When you see it from it, it was like an on-field hit. He just absolutely destroys this guy, just absolutely lays him out. Here he is playing deep middle. You see him, nice, easy change of direction, intercepts that pass. Pretty easy interception, but it is an example that you will see him play center field for for, for Chandler. You just don't see a, a lot of his highlights aren't doing that because you know, a lot of times center fielder isn't getting a lot of action that's going to go on a highlight film, and that was certainly the case for Kennedy. Here's blocking a kick. I like that burst. Nice little first step coming off the edge. You see a kid that's got some range too. He's got he's got relatively long arms. He's got some good range as a player, which I like on film. Here he's playing in the slot, as you'll see up there. Nice, easy footwork. Nice plant and drive. Gets a little bit choppy with his footwork at the top, but you see him stay squared. Nice quick feet. Bam, accelerates out, closes downhill, forces the incomplete pass. This is what I'm saying. I I this is a kid that you talk about being matched up against against tight ends. You know, it's six foot plus. He's he's gonna he's gonna be two hundred pounds when it's all said and done. I'll be shocked if he's not over six one when it's all said and done either. You know, but this is a guy that I think has the foot quickness and the other traits to be able to go make a lot of those plays. Certainly, think he matches up well in those situations. Instinctive kid, good reads, flies downhill, and as you see, likes to delay punishment. Now, again. You know, sometimes kids think certain things are highlights that I don't think are highlights. This is a big hit right here. But one thing I, I do want to see from Kennedy a lot more is I want to see him wrap up a little bit more as opposed to just always going for a knockout shot. I mean, he he's certainly a guy that wants to punish people. See, nice, easy change of direction here again also. Nice balance. Gets downhill and just, you know, nice, solid player. He's playing center field. Not lined up when the ball is set, but you see him again coming downhill and delivering a like a really impressive stick. He's got a lot of power wrapped up in those hips and that lower body right there. You see him just absolutely punish that guy, and that's the thing that I really enjoy watching when you look at uh, the 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 film of of Kennedy Urlacher. I believe I could be wrong on this. No, it's not. That's not who it's against. Actually, no, I think it is. I believe that's Elijah Rushing's high school that he's playing against right there. I could be wrong on that. He, they played two teams this year with very similar uniforms. 
and I don't remember if one of them was rushing team, rushing's team or not. Again, this isn't really a highlight, but what I do like here is you you do see he's got a he's got to really improve his footwork here, right? His technique is not great, but what you see is a nice nice. Again, it's not great because his technique is not there, but you did a good plant drive downhill. He's late recognizing that route coming across. That's something he's going to have to improve upon. And, uh, you know, he, he's he's an instinctive kid, but I think he's still somewhat new to football. And I, I think some of those things he's seeing that he's got to still do a better job of learning. Now, now, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I like. Nice job of coming to balance, goes low, nice, strong form tackle. I want to see more of that from Kennedy. And he certainly has the ability to do so. And this is him playing over top cover two. I mean, again, you you do see him do that at times, and you will get a chance to see him do that. But what you're also seeing a lot in this film is he is a guy that certainly needs, I think a lot of people think, well, just because a guy has a parent as a former NFL guy, he should have great technique. And and obviously that's not, not always the case. I love this closing speed here. He really does. When he turns and runs, he covers a lot of ground and closes very quickly on the football. Very quickly on a football. Here's off screen here real quick. And he flies. This is a one of the few clips you see is long speed. He's got really good, easy speed. I wouldn't call obviously call him a burner, but he he runs very well in my opinion, no doubt. I think that's a, a clip we saw earlier, just from a different angle. Here you see again, he's got good speed, gets downhill well. Those initial steps, good block destruction. We don't that's something we don't see a lot of on film. You see it on game film. He's got to improve his technique a, a little bit on block destruction, but he's a pretty strong kid. When he tries to disengage, he's able to throw people. He just needs technical work on it. Uh, let's get let's get a different. Uh, so that's that's Kennedy or Lacker's high school film or it's high school highlights, I should say. There is there is some stuff online uh, if you want to find it for game film that allows you to get a little bit different view of things that I would encourage you to to look at and uh, and evaluate because you'll see a lot more from him uh, than you do in some of these other in these other instances. But again, a, a lot to like about Kennedy. You know, good size, good frame, good speed. And that's the thing. There's nothing that I would say other than his just toughness and physicality and strength. None of the other athletic skills are are elite or or top level. He doesn't there's when when I graded him out as a four star, part of the reason is the four stars because he just had good grades across the board. There was nothing special other than his run grade. And that kind of helped balance out a lower technical grade. Um, because technique is part of the grade as well. And so it kind of balanced those two things out and everything else was just solid. You know, so he's a good solid two, a top 250 caliber guy. I gave him a four and a half star upside grade. I do think there's a lot of tools to work with when it comes to Kennedy Erlacher. There's a lot of ability. There's a lot of untapped potential there, both athletically and then, of course, technically. And that's another part of it, too, is is I, I think there's a lot of room for him to improve his footwork. I mean, his football skills, in my opinion, and that's going to be a very important part of his development. So let's talk a little bit about what's next when we talk about Kennedy Erlacher and, and the safety position. So obviously, this gives you one safety in the class. I think it was a very important pickup. This is a guy the staff definitely liked, a guy that they were they were certainly high on. I understand he's not he's a guy that not every fan is going to be a fan. I, I get I understand that. I, I it is what it is. This is a guy that Notre Dame coaching staff likes a lot, and a guy that you know as soon as I saw his film, I was like, yeah, you got to take that kid. Is he a is he a top hundred guy that's going to move the needle and make everybody excited about the future of the safety position? No, he's not, but he's a guy with a lot of talent and a lot of potential. And I think that's what the staff is banking on. 
So when you, the first thing that I think of after saying that is when you look at the safety position as they fill out the safety position, I think a very important piece to what comes next is you need at least one safety in this class that you think has a chance to come in and play right away. You need at least one safety in this class that's, that, that you say this guy freshman year can come in and, and be a part of the two deep, whether he can start or whatever, that's a different conversation for a different day. Hopefully, Notre Dame's two starting safeties this year come back in 2024. I'm kind of thinking of Xavier Watson, Ramon Henderson. But if at least one of those guys come back, comes back, and then you obviously have Ben Minich and Adon Schuler coming back, now all of a sudden this freshman class is more depth pieces. But I think if if one of those two vets leave, you're going to need at least one guy to come in. So you have to keep that in mind as you're evaluating the safety class. So let's talk about sort of what the board looks like right now. I, I would argue, in my opinion, and and I'm I'm still trying to – I don't really know what the staff thinks. I know that they're very, very high on this player. But the number one guy on my board right now that, that's a legitimate option for Notre Dame is DeWan Lane. I'm, a very, I'm very high on DeWan Lane. I think he has a lot of sort of middle-of-the-field potential. He's tall. He's rangy. I wouldn't call him a true center fielder, but I think it's something he can certainly do. And Notre Dame doesn't necessarily have one guy that does that. They have some interchangeableness where the boundary safety will roll and the field safety will roll to center field. Uh, but he's certainly a guy at 6'3", 190 plus, very good long strider. Uh, you see his speed, especially at, at, at wide receiver and in the return game where he can really accelerate and go. Reminds me a lot of Kyle Hamilton from the standpoint of you know, he doesn't necessarily look fast, but he covers a ton of ground in a hurry. And, and that's specific comparison to Kyle Hamilton to that skill set. I'm not trying to say he's the next Kyle Hamilton. I am trying to compare him to that skill set. Notre Dame was not really in this one for a while. They liked Dewan De- De- Lane for a long time, but they just he wasn't a guy that that they viewed as interest as as interested in them. Uh, that's changed over time. The staff has been persistent. They've went, they've gone out to see him a couple times during the winter. That allowed them to convince him to come up for a visit. And and as leading into that visit, they've done more and more to kind of build that relationship. And then, of course, he visited. I think it was the week before the Blue Gold game, and that allowed Notre Dame to get into the mix. And he enjoyed it. Went, had a great visit. And then recently came out with a top five. And I'm trying to. I, I have his top five here. Let me just pull it up here real fast. Uh, and, and and give you what his top five was. But I know Notre Dame was in it. I know that Penn State was in it. And obviously Penn State's a team that's had a lot of success, a lot of success in the state of Maryland uh, when it comes to recruiting kids like this. Georgia was in it. Uh, Michigan was in it. Michigan's another school that's had a lot of success coming into the Maryland, D.C. area and recruiting kids. And then, of course, um, the University of Maryland is in that as well. He, so they are in his top five. If I had to predict today, would I predict that Dewan Lane comes to Notre Dame? No, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think that they lead for him, but I think they're certainly in the mix for him much, much more now than they than they were before. Another guy on the board for Notre Dame right now that I'm very high on also is Davis Andrews. I know that he's a very low-ranked guy. But this is a kid to me that has a ton of talent, ton of potential. He's a guy that I that we grade out as a as a four-star player. I grade him out as a top 150 recruit. I'm a I'm very high on, on Davis Andrews. I think if he wasn't from the state of Utah, people would view him a lot differently. I see a kid with great size, great range. You know, he can run, he can fly. He's got offers from you know Utah, obviously offered him. Tennessee, UCLA, Notre Dame are are pushing hard for him. A high academic kid. I think Notre Dame's in a good place here, but they're going to have to close because it's not going to be easy to close on him and convince him to leave. 
the the West Coast. I think Utah is obviously going to be a player there. UCLA is going to be a player there. I had a, apparently had a really good time out during his Tennessee visit, so they're going to be a player. But Notre Dame's done well. Ryan had a report recently because Notre Dame's hope was that they could kind of get him uh, if that they could that recruitment would be over this summer. So they could get him into the class if they if they can you know beat those other teams. But Ryan had a report earlier, I believe it was late last week, Ryan or this weekend, I think is what it was, uh, where he said he may take all his visits this summer, but it's it, it may not. He's got other sports that he plays and things that he does, so there's a chance he may take his recruitment in the fall. Obviously, if that happens, it'll be interesting to see how Notre Dame responds. From from talking to different sources, it sounds like Notre Dame views this kid as a "we'll take him when we can get him" kind of guy. So, so if they get another guy, they're not. I don't see them dropping him anytime soon at all. I think they're a guy that he's a guy that Notre Dame staff likes a ton, and they view him as a guy that uh, that will will be able to to they'll be they're willing to stay on. And and he's the kind of guy. Him and Dewan Lane both are guys that if they get the three, I believe that they would allow those guys to be the fourth, that they're that high on them. And obviously it puts Notre Dame in a, if, if those guys recruitments carry on, it puts Notre Dame in a tough spot because they, they need to get impact players. And Davis Andrews has the chance to be an impact player. Dewan Lane has a chance to be an impact player, but they also need numbers. And so you get into these situations where, okay, they are, they are going to, have to take some some bodies and so you say hey look get two other guys we like even if they're not necessarily top top of the board guys and then just keep recruiting the top of the board guys and hope that you can get one of them maybe in the fall or later in the process that that could be something that happens with Notre Dame in his class but I think they're still shaping up the board right now to be honest with you you know getting guys on campus seeing what some what guys think of Notre Dame they've had a lot of guys get on campus for the first time they had Paul Menke on campus re- recently, and if that if the name of his high school, Clemens Shirts, r- r- uh, it sounds familiar to you, it's because it's the same school that uh, Colin Hill came from. If you remember uh, Colin Hill, who Notre Dame signed as part of the 2014 class, he's a tall, rangy guy. Really enjoyed his visit. Uh, Ryan had a chance to interview him. Very high academic kid, just a, a unique kid off the field that seems to really fit into what Notre Dame's all about. Uh, he had a really good visit. Oliver Oliver Miles is another Texas kid who's 6'2". Uh, he's a u- unique guy. He plays a lot of quarterback, and I'm still trying to figure out his game because it's he's a guy that does a lot of things like really impressively, and 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 then but he just doesn't show me a lot of long speed. But then you see his track numbers, and you're like, okay, that's better than what he shows on film. So I got to spend more time evaluating Oliver Miles' film, but I think he's a guy in the staff is is starting to get a little bit higher on as they, as they learn more about him. Marquise Gallegos is a guy on the board that the staff likes. He visited this spring. I don't know where things stand with him right now, to be completely honest with you. I think Notre Dame's in the game for him. I just don't know where they are when it comes to being in the game for him. So those are, those are some guys on the board right now. They, they really like Jalen McClain, but right now I think Jalen McClain's looking for things that make it a little bit harder for Notre Dame to, to land a guy like him. They've had some other safeties on the board commit other places. Obviously, DeMello Jones went to Georgia. Peyton Woodyard went to Georgia. Uh, Justin Denson visited recently. I don't see him being a guy that the Notre Dame staff is really going to push for right now. I don't think he's really a top-of-the-board guy. There's some other guys that have offers. Kosh Sanders, uh, the Torrey kid from Jersey. I don't see those guys as, as guys that Notre Dame is really pushing for right now. I think really it comes down to Andrews. It comes down to Dewan Lane. It comes down to Menke. It comes down to Oliver Miles. 
and Marquise Gallegos as that group. And I think Notre Dame is still recruiting Bronte Johnson. It's just right now it doesn't look like that's going to uh, be an ideal situation from just a, you know, getting him, being able to get him on into the class and get him on campus from a, from an academic standpoint. But I do believe they're still working on him at this point in time. And look, I, I honestly don't, I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if the board continues to expand. I mean, we've already seen it. They're getting out on the road. They're going to see some other twenty-four guys. I think Chris O'Leary. I think Friday he was on the road. I think in North Carolina, seeing a kid that's like a six-two um, corner, but I think they view him as a safety. I, I'm trying to remember that kid's name. I can't for the life of me remember the kid's name. He was a kid from North Carolina. So. As you start seeing the staff go on the road, I know that uh, today Chris O'Leary was down in Texas, going down to Texas to see Paul Mankey, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up that coaches on the road thing. He was on he was in Texas today, going to see uh, Paul Mankey and Oliver Miles. So obviously uh, those guys are, are 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 guys that they're looking more and more for. You're gonna see him at Chris O'Leary tomorrow in Florida. We'll have something on that later tonight, just seeing a bunch of guys because there's a lot of athletic type of kids down there. So it wouldn't shock me to see some more offers go out here in the next few weeks to more safeties as the staff continues to try to to work on putting that board together. So I think those are different aspects of uh, of where you are and what you're going to see from this Notre Dame staff as they, as they look forward to putting the safety position together. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com So that's going to do it for the Kennedy Erlacher commits to Notre Dame aspect. We do have some questions. So before I get out of here, I will answer some questions for y'all. So if you have uh, some more questions you'd like to answer, what Ryan Starr knows down there right now, you guys can go ahead and get those in and I'll try to answer them. But as soon as we're done asking questions, we're going to, we're going to get out of here. Uh, obviously Brandon Plensner says, um, asked, why is uh, Dela McCullough offering a 2024 running back? Who's most likely about to commit to Oklahoma. Is Kedron Carey even Dupree not viable options? Just strange. Brandon, it's not strange. This is recruiting. You know what I mean? Like, look, here's the deal. You went out and saw the kid. Uh, they were in his high school today. We didn't see the kid, but you were in his high school today. If they didn't think there was some level of interest, then they wouldn't have offered him, right? But the other part of this, too, you have to understand, man, is those kids haven't committed yet. 
Kedron Young's never been on campus yet. Anthony Carey hasn't been on campus, I don't believe. They're not going to visit till June. So you're in a situation, you say, okay, we have the guys we like. You just lost Logan Diggs. A second running back is now a need instead of a, a, a luxury in this class. So you could either you know, cross your fingers and, and wish on a star that you get one of those three running backs, especially one of the top two guys, uh, because obviously Kedron Young and, and Anthony Carrier are in a higher level, in my opinion, than Darren Dupree in a lot of different ways. Or you can say, hey, we're going to keep recruiting those guys, but we're going to expand the board and keep working and keep trying to find guys. And that's what this is. That's what the staff needs to do. They were totally fine keeping a small board a week ago when they didn't need a second running back. But now they need a second running back, and so now you have to be able to, to, to ramp things up a little bit. Because here's what happens, right? They don't offer this kid. They don't offer other running backs. And all of a sudden, Kedron Young picks a Texas school, and Anthony Carey goes to South Carolina, and Darren Dupree goes to Michigan. Or, and now what do you do? Now we're sitting there hammering him in June about how terrible of a job they did recruiting by not expanding the board and going out and finding better players. And so that's all they're doing right now is just saying, hey, look, we like these guys. We think they like us, but right now they're not committed. They're not going to be on campus for another month plus. So while we're out on the road, we're going to keep trying to find better and be you know better and better guys to expand the board. And here's the other thing. An expanded board doesn't hurt you because if anything, if this kid shows interest and let's say this kid, you know, sets up a visit to come to their name, let's say this and obviously we're talking about uh we're talking about the running back from Oklahoma, Robinson that they not Robinson, I'm yeah, Robinson that they offer today. Big kid, 6'2", 225, plays linebacker and running back. All of a sudden you can convince that kid to visit slow down his recruitment a little bit. Now you have some, some ammo to, to say to these two guys, you're like, Hey, if you like us, man, we need to start, we need to have an idea for sure, because we're going to have to expand the board a little bit. So I don't have anything wrong with them offering Robinson. I don't have the, the, see anything wrong with them offering a kid who may commit somewhere else. Cause you throw the offer out and maybe you can convince him not to commit. That's part of the recruiting game. And maybe he still commits who knows, but just cause he commits doesn't mean that they're going to stop recruiting him. I mean, does Oklahoma stop recruiting Notre Dame kids that, kids that commit to Notre Dame that they still like? Of course not. That's part of the game, man. It's part of the way that this thing has to be done. So I have no problem with it. And until those other running backs are committed, Notre Dame needs to keep keep looking for it, especially now that there's such a greater need uh, for a second back in this class. Colin, Colin McCann asks, what would you say his uh, upside ceiling is? You know, Colin, for me, I, I, look, I look at him and – we're talking about obviously Kennedy Erlacher, and I see a kid that that is still a pretty raw football player, and that's what Notre Dame is doing right now. And I think with some of these defensive players, it's not the only thing they're doing. It's just the kids that they've gotten commitments from recently are that way. And we're, I'm obviously talking about Bryce Young and and Kennedy Erlacher, where there's they see kids that have a lot of ability, but have a lot of room between where they are now and where they can get to. These aren't these aren't guys that are just NFL player, you know, NFL kids of NFL players, and they're just, you know, taking a shot on because they happen to be, you know, they want to get that, the name guy, they want to get Erlacher's kid on campus, right? It's not that. They think this kid can flat out play. What is his ceiling? What kind of player can he be? You know, to me, I see a lot of Alohi Gilman in this game. I see a guy that comes downhill, a guy that's got, that's got a lot of, attitude to how he plays the game a guy that's that that plays stronger than maybe his body should should be alohi for his size was a very physical player on on defense and special teams i don't think kennedy is as instinctive as alohi was 
in college, but I never saw Elohi in high school, so I don't know where Elohi was in high school. I would be willing to guess, knowing Elohi's dad, that Elohi is a lot further along because his dad's a DB coach in, in Hawaii. So I would imagine that he's a lot further along uh, than, than, than Kennedy is right now. But I see a guy with a four-and-a-half-star upside grade. My only thing is, is I, I just think it's going to take a lot of work to get there. But I think this kid's got a lot of talent. A- am I guaranteeing that he's going to get there? No, I'm not. I don't know the answer to that. But I see a kid with a lot of ability. Octavia Roca says, if he grows into a college like his dad, what position will he grow into? Rover. Well, I mean, look, if he his dad played safety, right? So if we're going to say, well, he's going to have the same growth spurt that his dad has, then we have to understand that that also most likely comes with the speed, same speed burst that his dad has. I don't think anybody anticipates that this kid's going to be 6'4", 230. I, 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 look, I think he's got a, a growth spurt in him, but remember, he's he's the product of two parents, right? I mean, my dad is 6'3", and I'm six foot, and never, and I've been six foot since my freshman year of high school, and I've never grown past six foot. So it's not a given that just because he's his dad is who he is that he's going to necessarily grow three inches and add 50 pounds between now uh, and the time that he gets to college, so or at the end of his college career, so I don't think this is a kid that they're recruiting to grow into a rover. If he gets to be as big of his da- as his dad, then yeah, he probably plays rover unless he also has the same speed his dad has, and then again, he could probably still play safety because his dad was incredibly fast. But I don't see that kind of growth spurt. I see a kid that you know you're hoping gets like to six one you know, 200, 210, what's all said and done and, and has another jump in speed. And I think that's what we're going to see, what we're going to see from him. So uh, I, I I think safety is where they see him now. I think safety is where they want him to play. And, and this is not a kid. I know a lot of people here have talked about, well, he's going to be a rover. This isn't a kid right now that has a rover body. Could he be a kid that could eventually be sort of a nickel, like a Thomas Harper nickel? Maybe. I don't necessarily see the coverage skills right now. I mean, I literally don't see them. We just don't see him doing that a lot. I don't know that that fits his game, but I think that's the closest we could get to to him being a second-level guy on any kind of consistent basis. All right, we have one here from Sean Kelly. He says, will you be running a special show on Tuesday at 4 o'clock? Uh, yes, we will. And and uh, that'll be – now, here's what we're probably going to do. Actually, let me let me correct this. We're going to have our normal show at one o'clock. We're going to then have that conversation, talk about that particular topic. And then when we get to full, we'll then dive into our mailbag. Our, 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 our afternoon shows usually go to about four o'clock. So I think what we're going to do is just at four o'clock when Micah is ready to make his decision, we'll just dive. We'll just transition right into that. So we'll probably put like two shows into one tomorrow. So. Uh, if you're looking for our coverage of Micah Gilbert's decision, then you're going to want to uh, you're going to want to kind of be part of our show already and jump into our show already. So that's what you're gonna you're gonna want to you're gonna want to pay attention to that. So we'll probably just do one show tomorrow. Ryan and I are going to talk about it later, uh, and and you know see if that's definitely what we want to do. But that's the plan as of right now. There's a chance we may just do two shows and maybe make the first show a little bit shorter then have our four o'clock show and go into the mailbag. I, we just haven't decided that yet. There's just a lot of different factors going to, but as of right now, the plan is to only have one show where we cover two topics. And of course, one of those topics, of course, will be the pending decision by Micah Gilbert, who is going to be deciding between, I have to look it up. Uh, I know it's Notre Dame, NC state. I know Pitt is part of it. Duke's Pitt of it. I think part of it, I think Penn state is part of it as well. Let me just look up Micah Gilbert's. Uh, it was a it was a final seven. 
so let me just pull this up here real quick. I don't have all the schools on um, that he that are part of his finalists. So it's going to be no, Michigan, North Carolina. I said Penn State. It's not Penn State. It's Michigan, North Carolina, Duke, Pitt, Virginia Tech, and South Carolina are the other schools he's going to be deciding between. And uh, as Notre Dame looks to add uh, another receiver to the class. Brandon Plesner says thoughts on Oliver Miles because I don't really see it with him. Is he a take? I don't. I don't know the answer to that one way or the other. Brandon, he's an interesting player to me because there he he right now I think he's more athlete than he is defensive football player. His most impressive clips are on offense where he's playing quarterback. There's some things on defense where you know you hear he's got really good track speed. You don't see it a ton on film, but then there's about four or five clips where he just kind of chases a guy down. Where you're like, man, this guy. This guy seems to be faster than he looks. He's a guy I think the staff is very intrigued by. I think they like his his size. I think they see a kid that's got the that's going to fill out and and have a big jump in, in athleticism and a big jump in speed. I think they see some untapped speed there and untapped potential uh, as he kind of learns more about the game. I, I'm kind of with you. It's like the film doesn't blow me away, but there's about I say about seven or eight clips on there, not just the four or five speed ones, but about seven or eight clips on there. We're like, okay. I see some. I see what they're talking about, you know. Because again, right now, most of the top safeties in the country are not giving Notre Dame a lot of looks. That's just the reality of it. Now, that's a different topic that we need to address a different day, and we'll see how this class fills out. So, what they're doing is is saying, "Hey, we got to find some guys that that have some upside and some ceilings and take some chances." It's a little bit risky when you have a numbers problem, but that's kind of that's basically where Notre Dame is. And Crystal Leary just has not been able to get traction with the. Uh, the 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 guys that are more high floor guys is what I'm going to say. I I wouldn't say the better players because I, I think there's some very high ceilings in the class for Notre Dame. I think Davis Andrews is a top 150 player. I think Kennedy Erlacher is a top 250 ish kind of player with a, with a, that's more ceiling than anything. Paul My- Oliver Miles is a is a guy that uh, you know that I look at and say you're taking a bit of a chance on right. I mean you're you're taking a bit of a chance on that he's going to. Uh, to fill out and, and become more of a natural player and, and that kind of thing. You know, Paul Menke's a kid that is got a very interesting recruiting profile on three has him as a top 150 guy and everybody else has him as a three-star. I think that's a guy that the staff likes a little bit more than the recruiting services, obviously. So that's just kind of what they're looking for in this class. And, and you need to take a chances like that. Backup asks, has Dylan ever recruited big running backs? Tevin Coleman was a dude, I think. Tevin Coleman was a big running back. He was a big guy. Now they got they got him. Uh, they got Jordan Howard out of the tra- he was a transfer, but Jordan Howard was a big back as well. I think he was like six foot two. I have to look at what he was in the NFL, but I think he was like six foot two twenty. Uh, let me just let me just look up his specifics. I don't want to throw something out there and, and be incorrect on it. But yeah, he was six foot like two twenty five. He was a bigger back. Um, but yeah, Indiana's had some bigger backs. I mean, Jabron Payne's not small, but honestly, big backs that have the ability that that Notre Dame is looking at in this class are guys that were never guys that were going to go to Indiana, which is where he spent most of his career. He spent one year at USC, so you're just you're just not going to get those kind of guys when, when you look at it. But you look at some of the backs he's had in his career. Some of the, I mean, Samson James. I believe he recruited Samson James coming out of high school. I, I could be wrong on that. Let me actually look up Samson's profile here real quick. Uh, he was a guy I know Notre Dame liked a lot too. Ended up not panning out. Just couldn't couldn't um, kind of put it together. You know what I mean? Uh, but Samson James is a guy that uh, that I know that I believe that Dylan McCullough recruited out of high school uh, as well. Let me 
let me pull it up here, Samson James, and let me pull up his profile a little bit. Let's go to his recruiting profile and see if they list the coach. No, they have Mike Hart as his as his guy. So it looks like Mike Hart. That was when Mike Hart was there. Let me try to find a couple of these other guys that uh, that they had that I that I know he recruited there. Uh, Divine Redding. I don't think Divine Redding was a big guy. He was 5'10", 200 kind of guy. Uh, we talked about Jordan Howard was a bigger guy. Um, Mike Majette was 5'10", 200 kind of guy. So, I mean, not a ton of guys, but you know, like I said, Tevin Coleman is a pretty big dude. He was 6'1", 200 plus coming out of high school as well. But we know he can coach it, right? Because we just saw it last year with, with uh, Logan Diggs, Diggs and Audrick Estime. Irish Shytown, last couple here. Irish Shytown asks, um, uh, Brian, what position do you see Kennedy finishing his career at? Safety or over a linebacker? I, look, I've already I've already said this. I, I I I think he's a safety. I think he's recruited as a safety. I don't think the Notre Dame has any intention uh, to move him right now. Does that mean if he outgrows it to a degree that they may not consider moving him? Of course they will, but they're not recruiting Kennedy Urlacher with the thought that he's going to gain 40 pounds and grow into a rover they're recruiting him as a safety and until i see him like like when i look at bryce young i see a guy and and we talked about this this weekend that it would not shock me if he is all of a sudden 285 290 looking like jason onye in a few years and all of a sudden you know you're playing him at three technique that wouldn't shock me i hope he stays his big end but it wouldn't shock me if that happens at all and and it ends up being the best spot for him I don't see with Kennedy Erlacher the kind of frame that's going to, oh, yeah, he's going to be 225 and a linebacker. I just don't see that. And so right now, safety is the position that they're recruiting him for. Then Irish Shytown says, Brian, do you see Kennedy making an immediate impact on special teams next season? Well, next season he's going to be playing for Chandler High School, so I absolutely think he's going to make a big special teams impact. I mean, honestly, I was right town. I, I get your, your question, and I'm just giving you a hard time on that one. Uh, I just let me see a senior year first. Right now, he's a kid that's still pretty new to football. He's played a little bit more seven on seven this offseason. I really want to see what he does. I really want to see what he does as a senior and and see what kind of develop he makes technically and just as fill, filling out and those type of things. Uh, when I see him as a senior, I have a much better idea. And look, it's possible because look, the way Notre Dame has done it in the past, and we'll see if Marty Biagi is the same way, I would imagine so, but linebacker and safety is where you get a lot of your special teams production and, and a lot of your special team snaps. So there's certainly a chance, but I don't want to I don't want to guarantee it. I mean, look, any kid that you grade out as a top 250 caliber kid is going to have a shot to be a special teams guy early on, but I'm just not ready to say for sure yet because I want to I want to see what he does as a senior. But it, I'll just say this, it, it wouldn't shock me if if the development between now and the time he shows up in the fall of or may I don't know uh, if he's an early, early enrollee or early enrollee or not I have no idea but it's really the fall that matters but between now and you know a year and a half from now when when we get to the fall what kind of growth he's going to make that'll have a much bigger idea and so um I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing what kind of development he makes in that regard. So that's going to do it for today's show, everybody. I want to thank everybody for being with us today. I appreciate you joining us this evening. And obviously, uh, we mixed things up for you guys a little bit today. I know Ryan and Sean uh, were together for the draft conversation earlier today. That was a very interesting topic, very interesting thing that uh, sparked a lot of conversation on the message board, which is exactly why you need to be on the message boards. 
the notion that you know Notre Dame hasn't had a lot of guys drafted the last couple of years that's a negative maybe it is maybe it isn't I have a different argument on that and and uh, I know Ryan had some interesting insights on that today as well so we have a lot to discuss there we, we're talking recruiting on the the board all that stuff we're, we've got a lot a lot going on in the message board so you're going to sign up for that at boards.irishbreakdown.com you'll also find a link in the description box below make sure you hit that like button everybody hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell share this podcast sign up to our daily newsletter it's it's almost daily it doesn't go out every single day but it's almost daily you'll get a chance to uh, uh to get all of our free content that we produce at irishbreakdown.com we'll be able to to do that and send that to you and um and uh, and get that sent off to you so as as mace ak which i love when mace can be on a show join the message board everybody hit the subscribe hit the like button subscribe to the channel and hit and the notification share this podcast and leave a five-star review if you're listening via podcast platform we would really appreciate that visit the ib store for some gap closer merch and as always go irish have a great rest of your night we'll talk to you all again soon on the irish breakdown podcast